you have just entered into God's Diamond Network. This is a podcast that is used for helping God's people find the diamond in themselves and the diamond in your situation. Welcome to God's Diamond in the Rough podcast. They are your hosts, Catherine and Michael. Let's join them in the studio now. Hello and hello. Welcome back one more time. God's Diamonds in the Rough. Amen. I am Catherine. And I am Michael. Thank you so much for joining us one more time. We are so, so excited about what is happening today. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope all is well with you first and foremost. Amen. And um, honey, how are you today? You know, on this day, you know, I'm just super excited because, you know, it's just a wonderful day that God gave us. You know, that he he could just, you know, let us not wake up this morning, this evening, whenever we're watching it. But he allowed us to see another day. Amen. Amen. And that's just so powerful just to see another day because, you know, look at all the things we go through in life and God spared us. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just so just so wonderful. It's Amen. So be spared. <laughs> Amen. I am here and I'm so glad and thankful that the Lord has allowed us to see it as well. Today, y'all, we got a special guest and her name is Audrey Dutton. Amen. And she is she used to be an atheist. Amen. Satanist and all of that stuff, golf, golf, but now to God be the glory. She has been transformed and she has a story for all of us. Amen. So we want to say hello. Hello, Audrey. Hello. We are so glad to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the first thing we want to say to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. for joining us again. Well, thank you. I'm very blessed and honored to be able to share my story with you. Amen. Okay. So we have to pray before we go any further, all right? Okay. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we just come to you right now to say thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for forgiving us for anything mm-hmm. we might have said, done, or thought that was not pleasing in your sight and blessing it and casting it back into the picture of hell where it came from. We also pray that anything we might have done, said, or thought to anybody else, we ask mm-hmm. your forgiveness and that they forgive us. We pray in the name of Jesus, asking as we go into your word and just get into this podcast, that be as you have it to be. We cancel any assignment that the enemy mm-hmm. might have that will be sent back into the picture mm-hmm. of where it came from. We pray in the name of Jesus, you just have your way in us and to us. In Jesus Christ's name, we do pray. We say thank you. Thank you, God. Say amen. 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 And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, just a little bit more about um, this young lady. She is a inner healing and metatonia. Metanoia. Metanoia. Okay. She's a coach. Amen. And, you know, uh, you can. She has a podcast, and it is called the Eat Me, Drink Me podcast. Mm. And,. Uh, you can definitely, you can take and make sure that you listen to her podcast after, you know, listen, you listen to ours and this episode. Uh, but she has a very encouraging story. And y'all, we're going to, we'll be talking here and there. But primarily, 
We'll just be asking her some questions about her life and where she is and what God has showed her and all of that uh, throughout this interview. But, Audrey, can you tell us a little bit about who you were then and who you are now? Okay. Um, I'd love to. So I wasn't raised in a Christian home. My dad was in and out of jail, and then that became in and out of prison. Mm -hmm. so you know it went from being a few months at a time to years at a time and then the last time he was in was 11 years Mm -hmm. um my mom you know raised me as a single mom but she also was very young and so I grew up with her taking me to parties and uh, so that Mm -hmm. she could party and and I would babysit the kids and or I would be in the back with the other kids and So I was exposed to some things, you know, when the adults went around and, um, Mm. anyway, so I grew up kind of in that environment. Um, my grandparents were the most stability I had in my life because Mm -hmm. they all lived in the same home all the time. Whereas me and my mom, we were moving all the time. Uh Like I would never get to settle down and create friendships you know it was almost like the moment i did we had to up and leave overnight or something um but my grandparents they brought in some stability to my life but they also didn't really know the power of god Mm -hmm. so you know they would talk about prayer and they would talk about god um and they maybe would talk about jesus sometimes Mm -hmm. but mostly just remember talking about God and they called me the devil's child for painting my nails black. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and um yeah, so and I grew up hearing my mom's supernatural stories. Like she had wow. a lot of ghost experiences, a lot of oh, supernatural wow. experiences. Mm. She's a very vivid dreamer. And she'd seen some angels and she claims that she'd seen some like ufo lights so mm-hmm. i grew up hearing these kinds of stories and i craved to have these experiences for myself right but nothing ever happened mm-hmm. for me yeah um nothing at all there were some things that i thought maybe had been ghosts but now as i'm an adult i'm pretty sure sometimes it could have just been like physics you know right. like you close right. you close one door uh, and then another one that was open slammed shut because of the, the wind circulation in the house or something, you know, right, right, right. Um, whereas when you're a kid, it's like, it yeah. freaks Ooh. you out. <laughs> right. So that was more of your golf experience, golf experience, right? Yeah. I tried, you know, getting into witchcraft. I tried praying to different spirits. I tried doing, uh, widget boards. I tried just anything that I could get my hands on. When I was in high school, I mm-hmm. had friends who were also gothic, but they they yes. claimed that they had these the souls of vampires. Oh God! Wow. Reincarnated into their mm-hmm. their bodies, and so I like tried to enter into that you know and allow that to happen to me and just nothing ever worked <laughs> right right so that was the more of the satanism side right um well that was so there's actually two types of satanism mm-hmm. 
And a lot of people don't know this, so they just think that I sound ridiculous when I say this, mm-hmm. but I mean, you can research this. It's mm-hmm. it's not a hard thing to figure out. Mm-hmm. But um, so there's a Satanism where people do believe in Satan, they do worship Satan, they mm-hmm. use witchcraft, they use power, mm-hmm. um, and they they know that God is God, but they they believe that Satan is wiser and... Mm-hmm you know, how that they want to, and that they want to follow his ways. Um, and then there's a atheistic Satanism and it's on the rise right now. Mm. And so basically I was an atheist, Mm. but I used Satan as a symbol of rebellion against religion and societal constructs. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. And so that would kind of lead more towards the Gothic side of things you know like i liked uh i drew pentagrams on everything i drew upside down crosses on everything i um i even carved a pentagram into my wrist and i Mm. um so yeah i just got really dark into that kind of stuff but it was all really just symbolism to Mm -hmm. me i never had any spiritual experiences with any of it right so after Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, just after trying to have spiritual experiences and nothing ever happening, and then all the bad going on in the world, I just resorted to, yeah, like, there's no God. You know, I've tried, and and I was a good person, I thought, you know, and so, yeah, I just resorted to atheism, but with this satanic twist on it, I just mm-hmm. was really into a lot of dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have come on the other side of that. Yes, I have. Absolutely, <laughs> to God be the glory. Amen. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. with that even being said, in regard to who you are now, I know you can definitely share the story that you can get over that and beyond that. It's not impossible for God to bring you, bring a person out of that. Correct? That's right. Yeah, I'm very passionate about helping people you know, not only come to know the true heart of God and, and who their identity in Christ, but to get inner healing, to know that the trauma they've experienced in the past doesn't have to be a part of their identity. So, you know, I share my testimony, which is a part of my identity, but none of it affects me anymore. You know, the trauma doesn't linger. The trauma doesn't define who I am anymore. Christ defines who I am. That's right. Amen. And it's not just me saying that, you know, it is actually right. true. It has happened where I've just had conversations with Holy Spirit and God will reveal um, like a lie that I believe about myself or um, a trauma that I experienced and how it's affected my life. And then will give me the truth. And then it it sets me free, you know, it breaks the bondage and it breaks the power of the traumas and the lies that we've believed. Mm, Okay. Well, Michael has a question that kind of attached to your thought. So can you um, explain the emotional aspect of all that? Stay with us. We'll be right back. What is God's Diamond Network? This network stems from the Ministry of Exposed Life Change Ministry. 
There are teachings with Learn to Live in Truth, preaching, and so much more. A diamond shines in the light, all colors, with clarity and uniqueness. This is an open invitation to you. You can support our brand here with a gift of any amount. Every cent goes back into the ministry and brand. Now, back to the podcast. Um, it is very emotional. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you mean like how you feel when it's happening or can you elaborate a little bit? Well, I, I would definitely say as you're going through it and at, when you came out of being that. Because I I know I've, I've seen, you know, I've, I've known some people that was, that was, atheists and some of the people that had the the looks of being goth but I never you know knew exactly how they felt when they when Jesus converted them over to the right way oh okay Mm -hmm. do you want me to kind of share a little bit about that experience that brought me to Jesus okay so yeah for me I was I probably was depressed, Depression. Um, yeah. but I, I, I wouldn't have said that back then because right. I think I was a pretty outgoing person. I was really happy. I was really funny. Um, I loved to enjoy life and nature and people, but at the same time, there was this other side of me where I felt so misunderstood. Right. I felt mm. so unseen. Mm. Uh, there were times... Yeah. Yeah, I would feel despair. Unseen. Mm. I mean, that's that's and you. Those is exactly what what we wanted to bring out. Just with that question, is some of the emotions that some of the emotions that are tied to uh, the deceit of the enemy. You know what I mean? Because because that's how seems to me that that's how people get on this path towards even deeper into darkness because. They are depressed because they are misled or misunderstood and they listen to the lie. You know what I mean? They listen to the lie. They listen to what people have to say versus just realizing, look, I'm having a bad day. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to go any deeper than that. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, here we want to teach people to see that diamond, the beauty in the ashes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's yeah. really the whole point of why this podcast is really existing now is that it's so much depression, so much mm-hmm. misunderstanding, so much, you know, so much of the thing that's driving people into, you know, those dark places, whether it's suicide or whatever have you. Mm-hmm. These things are leading people there, and this is the point, and this is really the biggest reason why we want to have people here to who've experienced it and come out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's great. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's very needed because, yeah, when I was living that lifestyle, when I was feeling those ways, um, like there was this time, and it started young for me, the darkness just mm-hmm. really started a lot 
young because my like I said, my mom, she was into she she would also try witchcraft and stuff off and on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and my dad listened to metal, like heavy metal, and right. watched horror movies. And so I grew up watching horror movies and listening to that kind of music with him and with my mom. Mm-hmm. And for her, she was mistreated by her family because they didn't understand her. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand all the spiritual stuff and anything spiritual was deemed demonic. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't know the power of the Holy Spirit. They didn't know about the gifts of the Spirit and how right. to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. So, um, And the Bible says that the gifts are without repentance. And that means that's why we have psychics. We have people that right. are able to tap into some spiritual knowledge and wisdom and the gifts of the spirit without them even realizing it but mm-hmm. that's what it is you know sometimes it can be demonic but also sometimes it's just the gifts of the spirit and um but without discipleship without knowing the real gospel you know people stray away towards more of the, the demonic side because they're being deceived to right. think that, oh, God isn't into these things. And so I think that's a part of what drew me into the darker side of things is because I never knew that Jesus was powerful. I never knew about the Holy Spirit, right. neither did my mom. And so when you start having dreams mm-hmm. and you are hungering for the supernatural yeah. and it seems like God's not about that kind of stuff and the only Christians you meet are very judgmental, very mean. Mm. And my grandparents weren't always like that, but they definitely could be. And they definitely are a lot more gracious nowadays. Like, I'm so thankful. Um, Mm. You know, they've all matured also in their relationship with God. You know, we all always are growing. Um, And so, but back when I was younger, I just felt really judged by them. And Mm. they didn't really know who I was. And... So then you lean towards, sorry, you see the supernatural in movies and it's usually on the darker side of things. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, and then I also think that you lean towards the darker side of things when you see that all that is supposed to represent light and life, you know, on the God side and about Jesus is not really showing any kind of power or potential mm-hmm. <clears throat> then you will lean towards the opposite almost in a mocking way because so many people you know are preaching to you that you need to give your life to jesus mm-hmm. you need to give your life to god but nobody is really showing you why right and you don't really see the point mm-hmm. because all you see is this horrible stuff happening in the world and these people you know, seemingly kind of ignorant to like spiritual things. Right. All right. So I guess that's kind of my take on that. So that led me into feeling that. And then, you know, when you dress that way, you get bullied a lot, you get made fun of a lot. And so that doesn't help depression. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, so what led me to know Jesus is I, I was in a abusive relationship right out of high school. It caused me to flunk college Mm. and we were living together and it became very intense, Mm -hmm. especially 
when I started going to church, mm-hmm. um, one of, some of my friends that I worked with, they were very alternative and they were kind of gothic too, but they went to this church and I was really intrigued. They invited me to go. So I thought, okay, sure, I'll check it out. And almost everybody there had like piercings and tattoos and came from a similar background to me. So I start going to this church and for the first time ever, I'm hearing Christians talk about angels and demons and walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I see them praying for people and I see people getting set free. And um, I just thought, whoa, this is what it's supposed to be like. Mm. And so I was going there, but we, me and my fiance, we were living together and I started to feel very convicted Mm -hmm. and we just started getting in these crazy fights and it became suicidal. Like the Mm -hmm. fights would become very threatening and we would threaten to kill each other, walk ourselves in the bathroom and uh, we were hitting each other. I mean, it just got really crazy and out of hand. Wow. Mm. And then... I got a phone call from my best friend of like four and a half years that he wanted to come up and visit me and that he'd broken up with his fiance and I had always wanted to be with him and he had always wanted to be with me, but we didn't want to break up with who we were with. You know, we wanted to so honor the people we were with. So anyways, I broke up with my fiance and I just had this sense of hope, like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to put up with this guy anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. And when he came up, we just really clicked like we never had clicked before. And, and we were immediately together and he just loved me in a way that I'd never experienced before. Um, And he also was an atheist. He, he would say that he believed he was his own God and Mm. He liked that I was happier going mm-hmm. to church and that I was really intrigued by everything that was happening, but it kind of made me feel like I was a child, you know, or like I was being naive or gullible. Mm-hmm. He never said it that to me, but that's kind of how I started to feel. And so I started to not go anymore and I started to not really talk about God as much anymore. Right. Um, okay. Well then jump ahead he was in the army already. And then I joined the army and we both said that we would use the military for their educational benefits and the financial benefits and everything. And we got married and we wanted to be the next like Rob zombie and, and Sherry moon zombie. And so those are, he's a, he's a metal artist Mm -hmm. and a movie director. Mm -hmm. And he makes horror movies. And so we both really were into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I We used to do like murder makeup and zombie makeup and death scenes. And that was our hobby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and five weeks or so into my basic training, I get woken up at 1130 by some sergeants in really fancy uniforms. And they tell me to come with them downstairs. And so uh, me and my battle buddy, we go downstairs with them. And then they proceed to tell me that my husband was dead. Mm. And so I was, um, I think, 19. And yeah, that just really threw me overboard. And 
I had injured my Achilles tendon. I had torn it. And I, so I was on profile. I couldn't do very much of the PT. And so they said that they would just honorably discharge me. And then if I wanted to rejoin, then I could later on. Right. So that next month, it just led me down this spiral of doing drugs and alcohol and drinking alcohol and uh, just anything I could get my hands on. I was going to um, metaf- the metaphysical places, uh, trying to find books on how to summon the dead and how to oh, stay connected to the dead. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm. I was so heartbroken. I didn't want to let him go. Right. And right. so I was trying to find any possible way I could have stay with him. And then that so that really broke me and even though i was gothic and i was into a lot of dark stuff i didn't like to party much i didn't i definitely didn't like drugs because of my dad doing drugs and that caused him to not be in my life so i didn't have a very addictive personality like i would go back and forth with smoking like i it wasn't anything i ever needed it was socially i drank socially right um but at this point, I'd become so broken. I just did everything I could get my hands on. And so it really humiliated myself. Like, I humiliated myself. It was very humbling. Right. And I felt very ashamed that I had let myself go that far. And my grandpa invited me to go with him to the mountains. And so I went with him. And it's really neat because three years later, I found out that these mountains are called the Sangre de Cristo Mountains which means the blood of Christ. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, So that was three years later. But so now to go back, I go to the mountains with my grandpa and we're talking about God like every night and just all kinds of random bizarre things. Mm -hmm. Any idea you could think, you know, aliens, planets, all this stuff. Okay. So anyways, one night or one day I get this phone call and it just was, very upsetting and i just kind of broke down and i just felt like my whole life was falling apart and i wasn't going to be able to ever catch back up or anything and i was complaining i started just complaining to god like why this why did he have to die why does this happen to me why did it has all of these bad things happen to all the good people that i know in my life and you're not real i hate you you can't be real this Mm. is this this and I was just literally cursing God out. And then I just heard him say, if I'm not real, then why do you curse me? Mm. Mm. That's a transparent <laughs> moment, right? You know? Yeah. And I think we yes. all have that moment where mm-hmm. we have to, yeah. where we just kind of confront everything that we feel in regard to God. Because I know I had the same similar type of experience trying to figure out why is this happening to me? Why, why is that happening to me? You know what I mean? I think that we all have to have that moment where, we get naked before him, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Before things can truly change. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would definitely say, you know, I, I've had that, that, that very same experience, mm. you know, about, mm-hmm. you know, asking God, why does this got to happen? And, and certainly literally cussing God out. And that's the reality check for us because we want to, we want to see these things in, in our, in our presence, but, well, we can't trust the one that we can't see, like the scripture mm-hmm. says, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely say, yeah, that's that's an eye opener. I believe that 
everyone has had or need to have. Yeah, I think it's part of the conversion. Yeah. You know, because being Paul being knocked off his horse the way that he was, he really, that was his moment. It's like, Lord, said, why, are you, why are you doing this to me? And he's yeah. like, what? What are you talking about? And it's, that, it's just that moment that I truly believe that everybody must have in order to be able to receive what, what, the, what the Lord has for us. You know what I mean? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, um, I, I actually want to back up. Not really. Mm-hmm. I want to continue with your testimony, but I also, but you said something, and I, and it, it caught me when I listened to your testimony on your okay. podcast. And you said uh, the wall. You might have been getting ready to get to it, but you talked about the wall that we are that was between you and God. Yeah. Um, and I, I heard you mention about judgment. And so that for me, that I know that that's a connector. Uh, whereas when people feel judged, that's what they do. They put up a wall mm-hmm. and they, you, you know, they make themselves unreachable. So yes. what's your thought in that regard? Yes. I, I believe that that is what a lot of people do with God. They, they hear all of these things about God and, or they come to their own preconceived ideas of who God is or why God's doing the things that he's doing, or just that he doesn't exist at all, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't allow mm-hmm. themselves to go there. And that's what I did. And so I had these walls up. Mm-hmm. And so when I had this moment of realizing who God was you know, or mm-hmm. him speaking to me in that way that mm-hmm. showed me that it was also met with so much power and love that those are the words that I heard in my, in my heart mm-hmm. and my soul. But what was also coming into me was him saying, I never wanted these things to happen for you. Right. I didn't do these things to you. Mm-hmm. And it was like my whole life was flashing before my eyes and he mm-hmm. was showing me how he's actually always been there for me and mm-hmm. that he's never been separated from me and that, he wasn't the one doing those things to me and that he doesn't want these things to happen to people that he loves everyone. Right. And, but that I had these walls up and I couldn't receive his love. Yeah. I couldn't see him there. Mm. Yeah. And now that I know his presence and I know his love, there were times when I was severely depressed and I was very, uh, I was in a lot of despair during my high school days where I would self-harm and there were times that there was this overwhelming presence, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know who it was or what it was. But now I know it was God. He was there with me in those Mm -hmm. moments. Yeah. And so, you know, and obviously there was some demonic stuff probably going on in my life, but his, his presence covers the earth as the water covers the seas. <laughs> mm, hallelujah. I know that's right. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever felt like a victim? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that we added another day here? Yep, that's right. Every week with a brand new episode on Wednesday and Friday, Aaron at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can go to our website 
at www.godsdiamond.net or wherever you listen to music. Also, you can join us on Learn to Live in Truth on Facebook Live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where we go by book by book and verse by verse. This has been your public service announcement. Now, back to our show. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of people do, and that's part of that. When we come to God, sometimes for many people, it's in the why. Why this? Why that? Why did this happen? And being raised by a mother who, and and now, you know, I've gotten to know my grandparents more. I've gotten to hear all sides of different stories that I grew up hearing one-sided. My mom had a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. And she'll admit that. She admits that she had a victim mentality. And so she's, you know, she's trying to do her own inner healing and stuff too. But yeah, I definitely would say that I had a victim mentality, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I was raised by a single mom who really tried to do the best that she could. Right. And so she, she was a pretty strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. And so I also was kind of raised with this mentality of like, sometimes you just have to suck it up and do what you have to do, do what's right. That's right. Amen. So Michael has Amen. a question. Okay. You know, I, I had this question for a minute, but I, I just wanted to just sit back and listen because, you know, and you just confirmed it again, the question that I had. Um, looking back now at, at your past, would you say that you had the gift of the spirit, but just didn't know how to um, harness that power? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I guess in a way, yeah. Um, and I think that's why discipleship is very important. Absolutely. And the word is such a beautiful tool, but a lot of people use it as a, a judgment Absolutely. tool, mm-hmm. you know, to make people feel condemned. Whereas it actually is a really beautiful tool that God has given us to help. It's kind of set in stone to see our identity in Christ and to see what's been made available to us. Mm-hmm. So I felt like a victim because... I was longing to belong to something bigger than what I was aware of. I knew that there was some kind of supernatural force, but I didn't know who or what or how to experience it. So maybe even in some way I felt rejected by whatever that was since I grew up hearing stories about it, but never experienced it myself. Mm -hmm. And then when I did come to encounter Jesus and I was um, just hearing from Holy Spirit myself, I mean, things just started happening right away. Like I was being put in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. My prayers were being answered. I was being drawn to reading the word. And when I would read anything about, you know, who we are in Christ, like in especially Paul's letters, and, and about Jesus's heart for us, where Jesus was talking about, you know, when, especially like John 17, mm-hmm. when he prays for the disciples, but then he also prays for everyone that would believe because of them sharing the gospel, which would be us, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, 
the, all of those things broke addictions and habits and lies off of my life because it showed me who I was the whole time and like what my destiny was to and and who I was in God and and that he's not holding anything against me but we hold it over ourselves or the world holds it over us and that creates that that shame that judgment those mm-hmm. walls amen so um, you so you know just kind of so would you agree let me say would you would you agree that religion can oftentimes create barriers to relationship yes definitely absolutely i mean this this is our this is this is our message you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it should and you know it should be the message of all of us mm-hmm. for all of right. us as disciples because religion can be it can religion can divide mm-hmm. can divide it can absolutely divide um, destroy, uh, steal. It could, it can do all of that. You know what I mean? Religion in itself. And, you know, as you were sharing your testimony, uh, on your podcast, it's just, you know, the things that you experienced, just what you shared, it just kind of blew my mind. And if you could just kind of, in a nutshell, kind of share with everybody who's listening, what you endured, endured, in regard to the religion side that tried to overpower the relation side, relationship mm-hmm. side of, you know, you and Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Crazy. So after, and, and there's a lot more that goes into my story, my right. encounter with Jesus. So yeah, mm-hmm. like she said, please just, you can go listen to that mm-hmm. um, on my show, but when I, so after I had my encounter, I felt like, okay, I need to go back home. I need to get a job. I need to get my life in order. I mean, suddenly I just went from being so broken mm-hmm. and feeling like such a victim and hopeless to, I just was like, within a day, I felt so empowered. I felt mm-hmm. so inspired. Mm-hmm. I just had vision. And so I just knew I needed to go back home. Um, and so I did. And I started working again. And then I went back to that church that I had gone to before Mm -hmm. where they were talking about Holy Spirit and miracles and all of that. And so I jumped in. Oh, my goodness. Like (laughs) I, I dove into that and I started listening to like teachings all the time, sermons all the time. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I was experiencing Holy Spirit and I was seeing miracles. I mean, I would, me and my friends, would go out and pray for people and we saw people getting healed. We saw people getting delivered of demons and um, just a lot of amazing stuff that I'd always wanted. Mm-hmm. And so this church, they were discipling us. They were training us in how to do this stuff. Right. And so it was amazing for like two and a half years or maybe two years. And then and then my, our pastor got this idea mm-hmm. and he thought, you know, if we could, and it's, I mean, it's a good idea to, to send, you know, lots of people out to different countries at the same time to go and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and so he just became totally devoted to that, but then he kind of became obsessed with it. and. 
and raising the money for it. Mm -hmm. And things just really started to shift. Also, um, the Lord was bringing me and my friends into a deeper revelation of God's grace and, Mm -hmm. and, and God's love and forgiveness. Whereas what we were preaching all the time was the law Mm -hmm. and judgment. Mm -hmm. I mean, we would go out on the streets and we would like use a megaphone and stand on corners yelling at people that they Mm -hmm. needed to repent or perish. And, Mm -hmm. um, Mm. that you know hell is real jesus saves like you need to you know just all this stuff and that god can't be around them and that they have to change their ways Mm -hmm. before god can help them or or be in their life you know and um so it's just full of a lot of condemnation and a lot of fear and i had the mark or i had the romans road memorized Mm. do you know about the romans road the Romans Road. Go ahead, tell yeah. us about it. So it's a few scriptures mm-hmm. all throughout Romans, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that go and evangelize they use this Romans Road, is what they call it because they believe it's the road to salvation. It's mm-hmm. a you, you take these key scriptures out of Romans mm-hmm. to help walk keep somebody through. You know, you're a sinner, you're a wretched sinner that needs to realize that you're nothing without God, and you need to change your ways, and you need to come to God. And then, you know, so they think that's the way of leading people to salvation. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that it has blessed many people and has helped people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I used to use that. And then one of my biggest experiences that shifted my whole walk with the Lord from being religion to relational was mm-hmm. when I was reading through the Bible. So this is how extreme my church was. Right. They wanted to read through the whole Bible as a congregation in the month of February. That's crazy, right? Wow. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you said that in your, in your testimony. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, so it blows it was, my mind to do it in a year, to try to do it in a year. Yeah. Right. And, not a month. <laughs> and the only thing yeah. the only thing I see about that is if you if you're reading whether it's a year or a month or six months or even trying to do it in a week, what are you learning from it? What are you exactly? I mean, because yeah. you can read, I mean, yeah, you can read the Bible in a week, but the point is, are you understanding what you're reading? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> no right. way. And, and, yeah. And I remember them saying, like, they would even tell us, just pray in tongues when you're reading. Oh, you don't even Lord. have to comprehend what you're doing. <laughs> just get it in you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. And so and mm. the plan was mixed up so that you'd be reading a little bit of the Old Testament and a little bit of the New Testament and Psalms and Proverbs multiple times mm. <laughs> by the end of the month. And so I get to Romans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people have heard the verse Romans 3.23 that says, mm-hmm. for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's something that I used to go out and I would scream at people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had love in my heart, but you know, it was very still very judgmental. And so I'm reading this and I'm coming up to it. And I, for some reason I get all giddy and excited. I'm like, oh, I know this verse coming up. Like I have a part of the Bible memorized. I don't know. Um, 
and then I read it, and then I read the next verse. Mm, yeah. And the very next verse says, but now all have been made righteous through the one man, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And my jaw dropped. Yeah. And, and that is when I realized that I've been preaching a false gospel, that my, you know, something, a major part of the story has been left out. And, mm-hmm. and that's basically because my church, they were scared of grace. They thought that they knew what grace was and they talked about it sometimes, but they mostly bashed people that right, talked right, about right. grace too much Yeah, because they were scared of greasy grace. You know, they were scared of um, a license to sin, people hearing the gospel and thinking it's a license to sin. And Paul right. addresses that right. in the New Testament mm-hmm. many times. But he doesn't stop preaching grace. Nope. He never does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because how does a family, how does a healthy family function with grace? Come on. With love, with forgiveness. Mm. And that is the Trinity. That is our our God family. That's God. That's Holy Spirit. That's Jesus. They are a family. And now we become a part of that family. Mm. Amen. And they love us like if any human being can love another human being with so much grace and so much compassion and so much forgiveness over and over and over again and to believe the best for somebody to the point of them being abused then how much more so Mm. does love itself how much more so does god and jesus one that that died for us and then you go on to read in romans 8 it literally says that God's not judging the world anymore because all judgment has been poured out on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And because he's already given us his most precious gift, Jesus, he will give us anything else Mm. and that he's not counting our sins against us anymore, you know? And so really the gospel is that God is with us and loving us, and He has already done what needed to be done to return us back to Himself, to bring His children back into His loving arms. But we walk around with so much fear and shame and condemnation. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the first thing Adam and Eve did. Mm -hmm. They went and hid themselves, but God came to them in the garden. That's right. Sure did. You know, there wasn't there wasn't this instantaneous like, oh, you rebelled, you sinned, depart from me. I can't mm-hmm. be around you. Mm-hmm. He came to be with them. Right. And they're the ones that ran and hid. Jesus. So, you know, the gospel is to show us that God's not holding those things against us and that we don't have to be ashamed. That's right. We can come to him with all of our shame. We can come to him with our trauma. We can come to him with our hurts and our pains because God is love and god is that power force that can heal us deliver us save us and and usher us into a life of freedom that's right amen all right so uh we're coming down to the last few minutes and what we want to do is now we want to let me hear my music we want to ask you okay so we want to give you we want to ask you to give a summary um and just kind of speak to that one, that diamond, who uh, is in their process. They're in their process of seeing the light of who who they are. 
They are mm-hmm. in the process of coming out of darkness. They are um, understanding and seeing the beauty in offense. Uh, I want you to, in everything that you're about to tell us, speak to your life is not your own. Okay? To take uh, the place of refuge, Jesus' wonderland. I want you to speak to all of that, and then we're going to be done. Okay. All right. Well, I actually had a moment where I wanted to end my life. After I had my encounter with God, I went and I did something very horrible, and I felt very ashamed for what I did. And I sat in my car, and I knew I couldn't start it, or else I was going to go crash into a median. I, But in that moment, God said, your life isn't yours to take. Your life isn't your own. And so I just want to encourage anyone that is feeling that intense, overwhelming desire to get out of any kind of shame, to get out of any kind of burden. Your life is not yours, but God doesn't just say that so that he can control your life. He says that because he has another beautiful gift to offer. And that's that his yoke is easy. His burden is light. And a yoke is like when two oxen are working side by side. There's a big oxen and there's a little oxen or an oxen that's never been trained Mm -hmm. before. And so he is the big ox that is connected to us, that carries the brunt of the weight. And we're just walking side by side with him. And he will lead you and he will guide you. He will lead you into all truth. And we talked about walls and something that the Lord showed me earlier this year, because somebody said, why is it that everyone just has these big encounters with God when they've had a mental breakdown? And the Lord said, it's because when you have let down all your walls and everything that you thought you knew, you realize doesn't mean anything anymore and nothing else matters to you, all of your walls have fallen. And when all of those walls drop, the only thing left is God's love. So you are his diamond. You are unconditionally loved and God is a safe space. You can trust him. You can trust Jesus. You can trust Holy Spirit to lead and guide you into freedom and truth. They are with you always. And the only thing that separates us from them is our own shame, thinking that we can't turn to them. But they want it all. They want the mess. They don't expect you to get yourself cleaned up. They don't hold anything against you that you've done or that has been done to you. Whew. Girl, that was good. That, that, that Ooh, was, that was look, look, I'm gonna mm. tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. Man, wow. With what you just said right there, it it, it was Lord. so deep that I had just. I mean, I'm gonna tell you something. I was just floored with that because, mm. you know, it makes you think and wonder. You know, all those times that Jesus stopped things from happening that you did not see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I can speak for myself. I went through things in life where where I almost took my life numerous of times. And it was almost like a sense of closure and, and a burden that I have been carrying, a weight that I have been carrying for so long that it just like, 
I mean, it just made it just made me like like completely speechless. I mean, that was, that was deep and powerful. Wow. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> Whew, to God be the glory. I'm telling you what. Oh my gosh, that was so so good, and we so so appreciate you being here. And we mean that from the depths of our heart. We so, so appreciate you because look, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Though you not, this is your first time being here, but you sound just like us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come on, somebody. (laughs) Hallelujah. So uh, tell us about a little bit before we get ready to go, but tell the people and every diamond out here about your podcast. Okay. Um, I have a podcast called the Eat Me, Drink Me podcast, and it sounds a little strange, but the concept is because, you know, Jesus said, um, you know, he said to eat my flesh, drink my blood, you know, and Mm. he's not, that's all metaphorical. It's Mm -hmm. spiritual, right? Because he's the bread of life. Uh, It basically just means that he wants to provide for us in any way possible. We all have to eat. We all have to drink in order Mm -hmm. to live life and to survive. And so he's saying, let me be your sustenance, Mm -hmm. you know, come to me for all your needs. And, and he also says that we will experience the kingdom of heaven. There's a beautiful divine exchange. You know, like if you read Isaiah 53, he was healed or he was crushed for our iniquities. He was, um, you know, whipped and bruised for us. And uh, by his stripes, we are healed. And so when we think on that, when we have communion or when we're just in fellowship with him, it it can literally bring healing into your body and to your life. So it's about that. And it's about just intriguing people to realize that no matter who you are, where you are, you can experience Jesus. You can experience the kingdom of heaven on earth now. You don't have to wait until you die. Jesus preached that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm -hmm. And then he told his disciples to go and release that kingdom and that nothing has changed. He still wants us to experience the kingdom of heaven. That's a part of receiving eternal life. That's right. Eternity is even now. Mm -hmm. So I, I just try to encourage people in knowing that there's nothing keeping them from encountering God's love, um, God's freedom and I also do some teachings on there and some biblical meditations. Mm-hmm. And then me and my husband read through the Bible together sometimes. And he's a pretty funny guy. And so <laughs> we laugh a lot and we just really love the joy of the Lord. The joy right. of the Lord has really transformed our lives as well. Amen. So, And yeah. how often do y'all put up a new episode? Well... <laughs> It was weekly, and now it's kind of once a month, but I'm hoping to get back into either weekly or at least uh, every other week. Okay, well. Yeah, and I I interview a lot of people. So uh, it's mostly interviews because I know a lot of people, and I know a lot of people that know a lot of people who live this lifestyle. They experience the supernatural, and so I'm trying to capture people's testimonies where they will also share that they've experienced the kingdom of heaven on earth and and just to help really prove to people that Christians aren't crazy. Right. Come on. <laughs> you really actually experience these things and that it's more prevalent than we realize. Amen. Because it's real. <laughs> I know that's right. Okay. Well, uh, y'all make sure y'all check out um, this young lady's podcast amen um definitely check it out i've I've listened to three episodes of it myself the very first uh the very first episode and then 
her testimonies and I was so encouraged and I, I, she has an email address um, my email um, list that you can sign up for. We've signed up. I've signed up for it so that uh, I can know when new episodes are coming out. Uh, but I'm going to definitely continue to listen because it's very much a, an encouragement to me. Because as we give, we need to take as well. You know what I mean? We're constantly serving all the time. We need yeah. to be getting fed as well as we are giving it to others. Amen. So uh, before we go, we're going to definitely close with prayer. So Father, we thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. First and foremost, thank you for bringing this relationship together. We pray for Audrey and her husband and our family, God. Pray, Lord, for her podcast, and we pray for all of her future endeavors that bring glory to you. We pray for the diamonds, every diamond, God, that you have created. Father, we bless and we pray that um, they will continue to be clarified in you. Father, I pray those that are in darkness would come out into your light. You would draw them out in the name of Jesus. Continue to bless this podcast, God. Pray that you will continue to bless all that we encounter and you continue to build us up and give us what we need that brings you glory. Father, we bless your name. We bless all that you have called us to do. We pray this prayer and we thank you, God, in your precious name. Jesus Christ, we do pray. Amen. 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 And Michael. And remember, until next time, you are a diamond in the rock. Amen. God bless you, Miss Audrey. And we will talk to you on the next time. Amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Please sow into the ministry by clicking the support the show link. Until the next episode, may the blessings and the prosperity of the Lord follow you. And remember, you are a diamond in the rough.